How many of you have ever seen the movie Moneyball? Raise your hand. If you have not, you've got to go see it. It's probably one of my most favorite movies of all time. We are finishing up our series today uh, where we've been taking uh, movie culture and leveraging God's Word to really make impact in, in our hearts and lives. And today we're going to finish up this series. We are going to walk through uh, a, a thought from this movie. Really, if you don't know about this movie, let me just give you a little 411 on it. Um, Billy Bean, who is the GM for the Oakland Athletics, this is based on a true story where, where that organization, namely Billy Bean, the, the GM, takes the whole concept of how to win baseball games and throws a curveball to the entire baseball world and does it different. And throughout the course of that season, um, no one believed what he was doing would work. But for whatever reason, this guy had something way down deep in his gut that he said, I'm just going for it. I hope it turns out. I pray that it turns out. And lo and behold, for that team, for that season, they did the unthinkable. They ended up taking a, you know, like a no-name team with a loss of all their great players and having an incredibly winning season with a very low payroll whereas every other team in baseball had done things differently for, you know, however long baseball has ever gone before that. So he single-handedly transformed how baseball is done. And now today, uh, coaches and staffs, in fact, uh, in fact, Boston, the Red Sox, the very next year implemented this guy's strategy, strategy and they won baseball. Now, how does that fit into us? Well, let me just say this today. Many of you came in today and you have wrestled with following God. I don't think there's a person in this room who, who wouldn't say, I don't want to have God in my life. Uh, I don't want, you know, to anything to do with God. Most of us would say, I need God. Because most of us have experienced bumps and bruises, difficulties. Probably, probably I would say 80% of you today are probably wrestling through a future decision. And you're on the cusp of taking some sort of step but for most of us, we get to the edge of a major life decision. We get to the edge of, you know, maybe a major struggle in our life. And we think, okay, God, maybe you're leading me to do this or go, go that direction or to, or to, you know, think a certain way about things. And oftentimes, we get weak in the knees. In this movie, this guy overcomes his fear with just maybe a bit of courage. Maybe some belief that what I'm doing is the right thing. For us, I want us to look at the idea today that without faith, Scripture says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So in terms of our, of our spiritual life, in terms of your, maybe some of you for the first time today, checking out God, kicking tires, in terms of your non-spiritual life, just in terms of your life, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible to know God apart from trusting in God by faith. Now, can I just be honest with you? The reason I'm preaching this message today is because this, is where this has been the predominant wrestle for my last year of my life. I'm preaching this today. I changed gears on Wednesday. I sent our team a text message, and I said, all right, everybody, we're shifting gears. We're going a different direction. This is one that's been brewing. I didn't know what was going to come up, but I feel God leading 
today to, to speak about faith. Why? Because it is so, it's so much an intangible, is it not? How do you know 100% God said to go do whatever he said to do? Right? Do you wrestle with that? Are you with me in this? I mean, there is so much tension and so much unknown when it comes to following God by faith. So how can we live by a scripture verse that says it's impossible to please God apart from faith? That would mean that everything we do in our life, if it means we're going to grow closer to God, know Him more, experience Him more, have more of Him, more of Him in our lives, and more of others seeing God in us, if it only involves faith, this is something we got to figure out. This is something we got to get right. And can I just say that this morning, I really believe with all my heart, as I have prayed for today, for the, remain, for the, the last part of this week, and really all summer long, as I have prayed about this conversation, I believe, hands down, I believe some of you today are going to take some steps of faith And you're going to do something today based off being inspired by what God's Word says to us today. I just believe it. I believe some of you right now, you're on the edge of a decision or a pain or a struggle or some sort of tension where you've been hoping for God and maybe He's been tickling your ear or, or, you know, whetting your appetite or something. But today, some of you are going to step past the edge and you're going to go out in the unknown. You're going to say, God, I hope you're with me. And I believe with all my heart, God is pleased when we don't always play it safe. Now, let me just say this. When we talk about our spirituality, when we talk about God and me and God, oftentimes it's easy to think that is a private, personal relationship. And, and you, and absolutely, we teach having a personal relationship with God. That is awesome. But can I argue that it is not just a private, personal relationship, that when it comes in terms of the church, it's also a shared relationship. You know, Scripture also says where two or more are gathered together in His name, there He's with us. I mean, like, are you kidding me? So when we're together, and we're, when we're going a direction, and we're trying to achieve something for God, the Scripture says he, He's with us? I mean, that ought, that ought to make us bow up. That ought to make us be bold. That will make us just run and jump off the edge at times because when we're together, Scripture says God, the creator of the world, is with us in a, in a powerful way. So I want to say this morning, this morning to us. Uh, I want to give you a value that we have had in our church from day one, but just in the last six months as we have met with a, a, a strategy team of people of our church, a volunteer group of people have met for six months crafting a brand new strategy that we're going to roll out in the next month and a half. But I want to give you today what I believe God is calling us to live by both personally and corporately as a church. I believe that, that we as a church, get this, we as a church, we are faith-filled, risk-taking, adventurous believers. That's what I, I believe that's in Scripture. We crafted this, and I believe as, we, as God sees us as faith-filled adventurous, risk-taking believers, we'd rather make mistakes than miss opportunities. Our faith doesn't make us safe, but our faith makes us courageous. That's what I believe God is leading us to do. That's what, that's what God's been leading me to do. Now, can I just tell you that I know, like you, 
there are times we get weak in the knees. It's very easy to glorify somebody you think has great, monster, awesome faith. But can I tell you that the people with the greatest faith, and I'm not putting myself in that category, but the people that we might deem with the greatest trust in God, they get weak in the knees. So let's look at some passages of Scripture today because I believe this is going to inspire us, some of you, to take massive steps today. Huge steps. I think some of you, some of you might today take a massive step. You've been praying for a child. Maybe you can't have one. Some of you today will make a decision today. You may not act on it for a year or two, five from now, but some of you might adopt a kid today. I believe that's, that's what's on your heart. I believe you just need a little bit of a bump, and I think God's going to do that today. I think some of you today are going to start a business. Some of you today are going to look at your spouse and you're going to say, I think we need to launch our own small group in this church. Some of you today are going to do some other steps. But I believe today God's going to inspire us. So let me give you a couple um, quick stories for foundation before I walk us through some very potent, powerful statements from this passage. So here's, here's some foundation. I want to tell you two quick stories about Jesus as he had two different experiences at two different times where he said twice he was amazed with somebody. But amazed for two different reasons. So buckle up real quick. Mark chapter 6. If you've got your Bible, Mark chapter 6, it's like three books. Matthew, Mark, actually it's two books in the New Testament, right? Two books in the New Testament. Grab it. If not, we'll have it up on screens for you. Mark chapter 6, verse 5 says this. Jesus... Let me give you a background before I dive in the verse. Jesus was traveling around, and he was teaching in his own town. And people were having some issues with what he was saying and what he was doing. They didn't like it. So he was, there was some tension. People were like, I don't like that guy. He shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be saying that. So Jesus, in verse 6, verse 5 and 6, Jesus could not do any miracles there. I've never understood the Bible. Jesus couldn't do any miracles. We know God can, but for whatever moment, Mark records Jesus could not or was not doing any miracles there except for laying some hands on a few sick people and healing them. So apparently that was very easy for Jesus. Apparently he wasn't doing the bigger ones, whatever that was, maybe, who knows. But apparently, whatever reason, there were some problems going on, and he wasn't doing what he would normally do or could do, And he wanted the reason to be said, it was because he was amazed, not in a positive way, not like, you know, shoot you down, you're terrible kind of way, but he was amazed at their lack of faith. Speaking to those who would look at Jesus and say, we don't know if we can buy in to who he says he is. He says he is this, but I don't know if I can buy into that. He, he's doing these things, but I don't know if I, I believe he has the power to do what he says he can do or who he says he is. So Jesus looked at those people and said, I'm amazed at their lack of faith. Another story, second story, there's a centurion who in those days would have been hated for all the sick things that they would do, all the, 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 the brutal things that they would do as a Roman guard. Uh, this guy, this centurion, had a very sick servant. But this guy, God, Jesus was amazed at this guy for a whole different reason. In fact, this guy approached Jesus and said, Jesus, I've got a sick servant, and I don't think you need to go where he's at. I believe you could just speak a word, just the word out of your mouth, and I believe he'd be well. 
I believe he'd be healed. So this is what Jesus is recorded as seeing, saying at that moment. Luke chapter 7, verse 9, it says, When Jesus heard this, heard what that guy said, he was amazed at him and turning to the crowd. It's like, I want to make a point out of this. This is what I want. This is what, like, you know, pleasing me looks like. Belief. He looked at the crowd and said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in all of Israel. That would have been a big deal, right? That, that, that's where I began. Here, here we are in Israel. I haven't seen great faith like, faith like this, but this is what it looks like. See, there's two different stories here at two different times where Jesus was amazed. He was amazed at either someone's lack of faith or someone's great faith. Question today I want to start out with as we walk through this conversation is, as you launch into the new year, would Jesus be amazed at your great, bold, audacious, step out of your comfort zone, risk-taking kind of faith? Or would Jesus look at your faith and say, there's a huge lack here in your life of trusting me? Where would you be? Now, let me just say it like this. What if we put a... uh, um, a way we can measure our faith on screens. What if you could rank your own faith this week? I tell you what, let's just be gut level honest just for a moment. Let's just rank our own faith. Let's look at it like this. Say, say uh, let's look at what you prayed for. Maybe some of you prayed last week. Maybe, maybe some of you didn't. But let's just look at what you prayed for last week. Um, if you prayed last week and the extent of your prayers is life-changing and life-altering as your prayers were, let's just say that whatever you prayed last week, God answered your question or your need with an emphatic yes, and it was instantaneous. And last week, you prayed uh, that you would get to grandma's house safely, all right? That was the extent of your prayers. You might be over here on a one. If you prayed last week, and you're like, God, I'm going to change the world, and I'm praying for big things, and I'm praying that you take the little cellulite off my legs, all right? I want to lose two pounds, God, please. If that was the extent of your prayer. You know, if you prayed and prayed and prayed and begged God that there would be a McDonald's down the next corner. I mean, that's 90% going to happen anyways, right? If you prayed and that's the extent of your your belief in the things that you prayed for, let's just say that maybe you're lacking in your faith. Maybe some of you last week, you prayed more of an audacious prayer, something that you knew that if God wasn't in it, it wasn't happening. Maybe you prayed last week in one of your small groups. Maybe you prayed for someone's cancer to be gone. And you're like, I can't do it. That's a God thing. And maybe you boldly, boldly believe God can do this, and we're praying in Jesus' name. I'm hoping for, I'm believing for. God, I'm praying that you would do this. That's, that's life-changing. What, what if you prayed last week in your own marriage, and God's answer was emphatically, quickly, yes, and your marriage was restored? That's, that's, that's maybe something six, seven, eight, nine, ten. See, here's the deal. I believe God is incredibly pleased when we step out of our comfort zone into a realm of the unknown because it causes us to lean and need him more. And in those moments is when we find Jesus and he grows us. Do you think God wants to build a whole generation of people who have lack of faith or have great faith? Do you think in the world today that, there would, that, that God would be so fired up 
and so pleased if he looked down from heaven and he saw a whole generation of believers who were stepping out and trusting God by faith, God wants to build believers' faith so the rest of the world would take up, take, sit on their, you know, sit, stand up tall and notice that there's something amazing happening here. Like the movie Billy, uh, the general manager being. Everybody said, Billy, this is not going to work. You're an idiot. I mean, his, his stouts all went against him. I mean, his players were like, this guy's an idiot. The whole media and baseball world were like, this guy is the stupidest. He's going he's gonna go to he's gonna go down in history. Is the worst GM and the worst decision ever. But for whatever reason, this guy stepped out of his safe place. He said, I'm not playing it safe. I'm going for it. And some of you today, I believe God wants to teach you how to go for it in his name. We are faith-filled, risk-taking, adventurous believers. We will, we will risk mistakes for the opportunity of seeing God work. We will not play it safe. We're going to be courageous in all that we do as a church. And I'm praying for some of you today that God would do that in your life. So the question is, where's your faith? What's it look like? Some of you today, you may, you may be on the cusp of doing something great. And I believe God's going to push you over the edge. I want to give you th- three things here today. Here's three faith-filled facts. Number one, you cannot play it safe and please God. You cannot play it safe and please God. Scripture that goes along with that is Hebrews 11.6. And without faith, it is what? It's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I can remember uh, a year ago, I took my family to Colorado. I know people in Colorado, uh, they still live like how the West was won, many of them. I mean, there's ranchers, and there's wild, hunting, death-defying people out there. I have a great friend out there. His name's Spence Nickel. We showed up, and he said, I want to take you to a swing. And I'm like, swing, man, we got a swing in my yard. It goes over this little hill, man. It's our kids, we'll handle a swing. We get to this swing, and this is a cable tied up in like a 75-foot tree. And this swing swings out, and about halfway to its full extent of the swing, there's a 1,000-foot cliff straight down. And I'm looking around for like safety harness. I'm looking around because, you know, we got a zip line at my house. We buckle you in. We're 20 feet above the ground. You know, I mean, stuff could happen. And this guy's like, dude, it's totally fine. I mean, we've done this a thousand times. We've had this thing here. He, this, we've had this thing here since the 80s. I'm like, well, you know, he's like, seriously, man, it's all good. We just were up here last week. I've, I've just redone it all. It's totally safe. So and I'm like, I'm, I'm father figure, right? I got my whole family there. I've got my sister and her family there. And I'm going, all right, someone's got to go first. <laughs> Christy, you want to go? No. I said, someone's got to go first. I'm like, all right, if someone's going, I, I'm going to have to test this thing out. So sheepishly, I walk up and I'm, I'm getting ready to go and I'm, I'm grabbing these cables and I'm starting to have doubts. I'm starting to have doubts. I'm starting to think, do we really, really want to do this? And I'm thinking, you know, maybe this is not a wise choice, but maybe we can, maybe it'll work, maybe everybody be safe, I hope everybody's safe, and this is kind of how we, you know, this is kind of how sometimes it is following God, right? You get right up to the edge, and you're all of a sudden having doubts, right? So finally after, literally they peeled me off the tree, 
<laughs> nails and all. I'm, I'm like, all right, I gotta go, I'm gonna go. And my kids are like, come on, Daddy, you can do it. I take the big step, and I go on out there, and I'm like having a heart attack half the way. I'm thinking, what? I'm, as I'm writing this thing, I'm thinking, well, if someone has a heart attack, if you're not harnessed in, you kind of freeze up or have some shakes, then what? You let go, and you just go on off, right? You just start like, let's go Superman. So I'm 87% sure that I did not say a cuss word. And I'm sad to say I'm 100% sure I thought one. <clears throat> but Lord, as my witness, this is what I thought of. I thought, God, this is exactly what it's like sometimes to follow you. Sometimes it's just, it's not that clean. It's not that perfect. Sometimes it's messy. But make no mistake, following God by faith is stepping out into unsafe places where you have to, where you, where you have to call on his name, where you have to need him. And when that happens, when you're on that edge and you step out, then God's got you right where he wants you. Because then you're ripe, you're ready, you're listening, you're paying attention. And in that moment is when you begin to experience God like never before. God doesn't want us to play it safe as Christ followers. He wants to raise up a generation of Christ followers who have big faith and take adventurous risk steps in his name. You cannot play it safe and please God. Second thing I want to give you is this. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. Let me explain it like this. When I was like fourth, fifth grade, I remember the term um, going with a girl. Is that, I, don't, I don't think that's around any longer, but when I was young, it's like, you're going. Where are you going? I don't know. I wasn't driving. We didn't walk the recess from school together, so I don't know we were go- where we were going together, but we were going. But I remember there was a way that you could, you could find out if someone was willing to go with you without a- actually having the guarantee that they were going with you. You would literally take a note. that was before text messages. You'd have to actually use a pen, and you would write, Hey, I want to know if I asked you to go with me, would you go with me? Check the box, yes or no. I gave that one time to a girl in fifth grade. I got back, maybe. I'm like, there's no guarantee in this. So we're walking. We're out of here, right? How many times have you felt that way? God, I want to follow you. I think you're leading. Or there's something that's just so much in my heart, and I'm a Christian. I read my Bible. I love Jesus. I want to go for it, but there's no guarantee. I think there's thousands of people that Satan robs them of where God is leading them because of fear. Can I tell you, as long as you have a guarantee, you do not have faith. Why? Because faith is something that goes hand to hand with fear. And when we have those things together, can I tell you this? There's always going to be some level of fear and failure when it comes to following God. There's always going to be those two together. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. Listen to this. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for. I'm hoping, God. I'm hoping for confidence in what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance of things we cannot see. Our wrestle intention is this. I want to have faith, but I also want to have control. Am I right? Letting go in control of control is faith. But can I tell you, you cannot have control 
and faith together. They do not work. You can have faith and you can have control, but you cannot have both. Come on, people. That was good. You can have faith or you can have control, but you cannot have them both. And that's where the tension lies. Third thing is this. To step towards your destiny, you have to step away from your security. When I was on that swing and I was making decisions for my family, as I was leading my family, they had to pry me off of the tree. And I had to take that first step and go, okay, God, ah! Right? To step towards your destiny, you have to step away from your security. Some of you are here today, and you got to let go. you got to let go. You're tree huggers. I just called you tree huggers. you got to let go. you got to let go in order to see God show up in your life. Some of you, that's where you are at today. Let me show you this scripture. Hebrews 11, faith, it says, By faith, one of our fathers of our faith, Abraham, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive his as an inheritance, what did he do? He obeyed and went. Did he know everything? Did he have all the guarantees in advance? No, he had zilch. It says that he went even though he did not know where he was going. You know what it says in the Old Testament, actually? It says, Abraham, this is God. Abraham, I'm not God, but this is what it said. Abraham, go to the land that I will show you. There's, there's no details in that. There's no clarity there's no guarantee. There's no laid out plan. So many of us get duped by the devil and miss where God wants us to go because we're looking for some, something we can hang our hat on besides God. You cannot have control and faith. They do not work together. To step towards your destiny, you have to step away from your security. I am praying for many of you this week that God would lead you to a place where your faith would be bold, where you would do something audacious in Jesus' name, where you would take a step where all of a sudden by taking these steps put you in a place that was not safe where you experienced God. I think there, is, there, are, there are several of you here today that are a place where you're, looking, you're, look, you're hoping for something different in your relationship with God. Can I tell you, it's impossible to please be near experience God except for by faith. I believe some of you are going to share your faith today. Some of you right now have a coworker that is going through a struggle. And I believe some of you today are determining right now as you leave that you're going to share your story. That's a step of faith. I believe some of you today, are, you're going to start trusting God with your finances. Some of you are going to start today and you're going to say, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to start tithing. Some of you today are making decisions. I'm going to invite God into the arena of my finances. I'm going to give a whatever percent, 10%, and I'm going to trust God on 90. And you're going to learn that trusting God on 90 is way better than trusting yourself with 100. You're going to take, some of you are going to take that step today. We've wrestled with it. We never thought we could figure it out. But God, today, we're going to invite you in, in this arena of our lives. God, we're going to do it today. Some of you are going to start a small group today. I said that earlier. Some of you are going to just, you're just going to do it. You're going to like, hey, we're a new couple. We've been married for like six weeks, and we're going to lead a marriage group. And we're not going to lead from a, a place of like, got it, figured it out. 
because that would, let, that would not let anybody lead. <laughs> but you're, you're going to go for it today. And you're going to invite other couples in. Some of you are going to step out by faith today, and you're going to serve somewhere. Maybe, maybe you, you've been seeing a lady on your block that's a widow, or she's elderly, or she's just lost, or, or, or she, maybe there's someone who's just least or lonely. And you're going to take a step of faith today, and you're going to pick up a broom, or you're going to grab a friend, and you're going to risk the knock at the door, or you're going to risk the conversation, and you're going to say, I want to help you. Do you need help? I hope they need it because I'm here. But you're going to do it, and it's going to be a step of faith for you today. Some of you today, you're going to take a step of faith, and you're going to go for your second child. Even though, even though somehow... People in your life may say, I don't think that's a wise idea. But maybe you feel like God is leading us. I want to say if today inspires you to have your second or third or fourth or fifth kid, I want you to name them after me, okay? Because <laughs> I had a hand in it. Some of you today, some of you today, you may be on the edge, and you may be saying, I feel like God could be saying, adopt a child, foster a kid. And maybe today you heard scripture where it says faith pleases God. And you're going to say, you know what, God? I don't know if it's right, wrong, or what. But I'm going to step out here and trust that you're sovereign, you're in control. I'm not. But I'm going to do what's right. And I'm going to do something bold. I'm going to do something audacious. I'm going to do something adventurous. I'm going to risk making a mistake because you're God. And I'm going to trust you. Some of you are going to do that. I believe it. I really do. Some of you are going to start a business. Some of you right now, you're like ready to leave your job. I'm looking over here at one of the guys leading worship this morning. Left his job, started a new, new world for himself, and he's out there on a limb going, okay, God, I'm hanging on with a couple fingers here. I need you to show up. When we step out and leave our safe, comfy places, we see God. Some of you today are going to step into a whole new realm of helping us lead this church to go after every man, every woman, every child in this city. We've been dreaming for the last six months as a strategy team. God, where do you want us to go? How do we really execute? How do we, how do we really strategize this church radically making the biggest difference we could possibly make? And I'm here to tell you today, as a church, we're going to think big. We're not going to think small. You know why we're not going to think small? God didn't give us a small commission. God gave us a great commission. He gave us a great commission. Sometimes I know we get nervous because it's so hard to go after a great goal. But can I tell you this? If you think the church is too big, if you think there's too many churches out there, if you think the church is too big, maybe your love for people is too small. But I want to know this. But I want to say this. As a church... We're going to think big. We're going to go, we're going to go in big with two feet. We're going to, we're going to be faith-filled, risk-taking, adventurous believers. We're going to, we're, we'd rather make mistakes than miss opportunities. Our faith doesn't make us safe. It makes us courageous. Today, where is your faith? As God looks at our lives today, do you have big, audacious, bold faith? Are you praying bold, risk-taking prayers? Are you just praying that there's a Wendy's or a McDonald's around the corner? 
Because I can tell you this much. You may not experience God unless you start taking some steps. Say, God, I'm going to be a little uncomfortable. I'm going to take some risks. Because you said faith pleases you. Let's pray. Jesus, I am uh, literally eternally grateful for your salvation. You solidified on the cross that you are one to be trusted. You gave your life. You paid for my junk, my struggle, my sin. You solved life's biggest issues on the cross, pain, suffering, and death. God, you did that because you loved us. God, because of that, because of your great mercy, your great grace, your great love, because I can trust your scripture, God, today by faith, I'm going to take a step out there in the unknown. God, I'm I'm going to do a little Peter action like the guy in the Bible who, who stepped out away from his buddies in the boat, who put his feet in the water, put his eyes on you, and he walked on water. God, I, I'm a, I want to be like that guy. Even though he failed, God, I know failure is the first step of freedom when it comes to following you. God, I want to be like that guy who stepped out of his comfort zone and radically met you. Jesus, give us faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.